0: and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Last week, we kicked off a series that we're calling Witnesses, and we're using Acts chapter 1, verse 8 as kind of our key verse. We actually have three key verses, and we're going to look at those again today. But last week, we talked about our call as a church, to our local area. Um, and today, we're going to look at our call to the ends of the earth. And very specifically, I want to look at this word that we use in church called missions. And I want to ask, or even attempt to answer the question with today's service, are missions really that important? Are missions really that important. I recently heard a story about a pastor who was going to visit a family in his church and they'd been talking about missions and they'd actually just kind of come out of a missions convention. A lot of churches do that This pastor was going to visit this family in the church. They had several kids. And as he pulled into their driveway, he heard the sound of the ice cream man. And i don't know about you guys, but when my kids hear the ice cream man, they go running. It's like, where is he? And they're finding money anywhere. They have stashes under couches, wherever it might be. And they're going to hear and find the ice cream man. Well, this pastor, as he pulls into this house, he hears the sounds of the ice cream man and one of the boys comes running out of the house. Ice cream man, going to give me some ice cream. And he had a dollar in his hand. And the pastor looked at him half joking and looked at the boy and said, hey, instead of buying ice cream, you should give to missions. And the little boy looked at the pastor and said, I thought about it, but I think I'll buy ice cream and let the ice cream man give to missions. (laughs) You know, when it comes to missions... That's a lot of people's mentality in the church and as individuals. Let's pass the buck. Let's ask somebody else to do it. But listen, if we're Christians, we can't pass the buck on missions. I believe we have been given a mandate from God to go into the world and preach the gospel. We see that in Matthew chapter 28, another one of our key verses. I want to look at this. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Therefore, go and make disciples of all. Everybody say that word, say all. That doesn't just mean your local area. That doesn't just mean your friends. That doesn't just mean your household, your family, your friends, your neighbors. That means everyone everywhere needs to hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That's our call. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Our key verse for this series, where we built this series around, is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is before Jesus ascends into heaven from the Mount of Olives. He ushers these words But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses, my messengers my conduit, my vessels, which I speak through and use. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. John Piper said this, there are three possibilities with the great commission and missions. You can go, you can send, or you can be disobedient. Ignoring the cause is not an option. You can go, you can send, you can disobey, but ignoring the cause is not an option. Listen, when, as Christians, we are on mission always. It is our mission to always be sharing the gospel message of Jesus Christ to every man, to every woman, to every boy, to every girl, wherever you might go, at home, at school, at work, in your neighborhood, Wherever you might go, we are always called to be on mission. And I would say, when I say something like that, probably the big majority of us in this room, we agree that we should be always pointing people toward Jesus. And oftentimes when we think about pointing people to Jesus, we think, right here in my state, or right here in my city, or in my neighborhood but there's this unique word that's being popularized in the world, but it's this unique word in the church, and it is this word, missions. I want to talk to you today about missions. J. Oswald Smith said, the mission of the church is missions. Charles Spurgeon, one of the great heroes of our faith said, if there be any one point in which the Christian church should keep its fervor at a white heat, it's concerning missions. He goes on to say, if there's anything which we cannot be lukewarm in, it's the matter of sending the gospel to a dying world, missions. And I know there are a lot of different opinions on missions, even right here in this church. There are different opinions on missions. For many of us as individuals, we think missions is only for the spiritually elite. I've got to be a strong prayer warrior. I've got to have it all together to go on a mission trip or to go on the mission field. Or others of us, we think missions work is good as long as it's someone else doing it, just as long as it's not me. Others of us, young people, I remember even as a kid thinking missions work is for people that are always much older. Missions work is for somebody that's older. Or I remember this was always my excuse. Missions work is for people that aren't picky eaters. <laughs> I remember thinking, I'm not, I always remember saying, I'm not going on missions because I'm not eating monkey brains. You know, <laughs> I remember when I'm thinking about our first mission trip to Africa, everybody had me literally in fear. Because they're like, when you go on a missions trips across seas, you have to eat whatever they give you or you offend them. And I remember looking at the guy, we were going with children's cup on our first trip. And I remember looking at them and they were paying my way to go on this first trip. And I looked at him, he says, You have to eat whatever they give you or you offend them. And I looked at him and said, I will offend them. Because <laughs> I said, if I eat it, I will vomit. And I said, I'm not eating anything weird. And I remember that was always my excuse. I'm not going on missions trips. And so we a lot of us think, I'm only going if, you know, if they don't, if they serve hamburger and french fries, I'm in. Other than that, I'm out. Others say missions work is only for the really adventurous and people who don't mind sleeping in pristine conditions. Or missions work is only for people that aren't afraid of spiders (laughs) or aren't afraid of lions roaring outside their room. Missions work, another misnomer in the church is missions work is only for those who are called to be missionaries. I just want to be clear, none of that is true. All of us are called to be a part of missions. All of us in this room are called to be a part of missions. I know many different opinions individually, but there's also many different opinions in churches. Some churches think that missions is only for a niche group of churches. Let that church focus on missions. We'll focus on something else. And many churches count themselves out of missions altogether. I remember when we first started Destiny Church in 2006, I remember, I remember thinking, Here's my, here was my plan. We are going to, um, we're going to reach our city, and we're going to build our church, and we're going to touch the people in our city. When we get that figured out, then we'll go to the world. That was my mentality. We weren't big enough or ready enough to reach the world. And from 2006 until 2011, I hate to say this, for five years as a church, we didn't do anything with missions. And I know that's the mentality of a lot of churches. I'll wait till we're bigger or I'll wait till we have more money. It's somebody else's job. It's another church's job. But I want to tell you, every church and every individual is called to be a part of missions. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. As you go into the world, listen to this. As you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Preach the gospel to the entire human race. Did you know there are more than 1600 verses in the Bible that show that God's heart is for people across the globe to know him? God desires that people everywhere know him. This is the heartbeat of God, and it should be the heartbeat of us This is the heartbeat of God. The heartbeat of God is for people. The heartbeat of God is for others, not just those that you know, but those across the globe. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It is our call as individuals. It is our call as churches to go. Now, one of the Things I want to do today is I want to say this. I know that not all of us in this room are called to be missionaries. When I say missionaries, what do I mean by that? Well, missionaries are those ones who literally pack up their bags and move across the globe or to a different state simply for the call of Jesus Christ. Some of us are called to that. Some of you in this room, I believe, are called to be missionaries. And let me just tell you, let me just kind of give you a desire of mine. One of my desires of Destiny Church is that we would have people in this room today, people watching online. One of my desires is that some of you would say, you know what, God has called us to pack up our bags and move to another country. It would be my highest honor to send somebody out from our church to live on the mission field. It's a desire of ours. And today's message is not only geared towards missionaries or people that feel called towards missionaries, but, our call, but this message is for all of us, not only those who are called to move, but also to those of us who are called to stay. But listen, just because you aren't called to move doesn't mean that you won't play a major role in missions. He said again, just because you aren't called to move, pack your bags, doesn't mean you aren't called to go doesn't mean you aren't called to play a major role in missions. One of the ways that we can make a major difference in missions is by praying, but also by giving. And I know a lot of people say, and I want to I debunk something real fast. I want to I speak to something real fast. And then I want to interview a couple of people about missions today. But there's this mentality out. And I've heard, I've had some of you tell me, Pastor Chad, I don't necessarily give to Africa or I don't necessarily give to missions. That's not my heartbeat, but I do give to missions. You know, I, I give to local schools or I give to local charities. Let me just tell you, that's 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 fine. But that's not missions. Well, I, I've got some friends that are, you know, they they've got this, work that they're doing and they give to a a local charity and I give to them. I don't give to the church. Let me just tell you, that's not biblical. Just because you give to something that's a charity, that doesn't mean you're giving to the kingdom of God. Not all giving is missions giving. Remember our key verses, Matthew chapter 28. Acts chapter 1 and Mark chapter 16, these are all commands to go to the world with the gospel, right? These are all commands to go to the world with the gospel. And that includes for some of us moving, packing up our bags and moving to a different state, to a different country, maybe making multiple mission trips maybe that means opening up your mouth and sharing the gospel with someone. Maybe that means, you know, serving at one of our outreaches here at the church. Those are ways that we can go into the world and preach the gospel. But one of the ways we can do that is to move. Another way we can do that is to give. And Robert Lupton, he wrote an excellent book called Toxic Charity. And he addressed the blurring lines between charitable work and missions giving. And I want to speak something to you right here. I want you to hear this. He said, now everyone is getting in on the charity train from rock groups to youth groups, from TB celebrities to elementary school children, from Fortune 500 companies to campus fraternities. And I want you to hear me. I want to speak to you today because there are many of you who have made a statement like this to me. He goes on to say, when you go through the drive through McDonald's, along with getting your Big Mac, your large fries, and your Diet Coke, you're invited to donate your change to the Ronald McDonald House. Let me tell you, the Ronald McDonald House is a great charity. It's a great cause. I'm not against it. And if you give to that and you want to serve there, that's great. But listen to me. That's charitable work. It's not missions work. I think we need to understand the difference. It's charitable work. It's not missions work. I know a lot of people, they say this, hey, Pastor Chad, when I buy a pair of Tom's shoes, they give to a child that's in need. That's my missions giving. No. No. You just bought a new pair of shoes and the company that you bought those shoes from, they give to charity, but it's not missions work. It's a great cause, but it's not mission work. We are called with the gospel message of reaching people for Jesus Christ. We're not called to just give to charity. We're called, yeah, when we give, it is charity, but it's gotta be attached to the kingdom of God. He continues, nearly every church, every business and organization is now getting involved in some sort of service project. College spring breaks, church mission trips have become the norm. Listen to what he says. Corporations realize they can enhance their image through cause-related marketing while also building up employee loyalty and pride in the company. And he goes on to say, what these companies and businesses have learned is they can sell more products and move more merchandise when they move their customers by adding the charitable angle to whatever it is they are selling. Can I tell you, we aren't selling anything to the world. We are giving them Jesus Christ. It's not about buying a pair of shoes, and I'll give you a pair of shoes. It's about doing the work of Jesus Christ wherever we may go. Listen, you can give to a charity, and that's fine, and that's your choice, and you can do anything you want to with your money, but if you want your money to be attached to the kingdom of God, where I believe blessing comes from, then you give to something that's connected to missions. You give to something that's connected to the least of these, because Jesus, Jesus says, when you've given to the least of these, we've given it back to him. That is missions. We are on mission from God, and our mission as a church is to bring the gospel message of Jesus Christ to people. Why? So they can become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. That is our call. That is our mission. Go into the world, give to the world, and make disciples. That is the call of missions. Listen to me. Today, you can make a decision. I'm going to go across the globe and be a part of missions one day. I'm going to take a missions trip, or I'm going to serve right here in my community, we can make all of those choices and all of those decisions. Here's a question we shouldn't be asking. We never need to ask, is God calling me into missions? What we should be asking is, where is God sending me to be a part of building his kingdom? And once we ask that question, then we need to say, God, what do you you want me to do? And what do you want me to contribute? That's the question we need to be asking ourselves. And today what I've done is I have a couple of friends who are going to join me on the stage. And uh, I'm going to ask them a couple of questions on missions. Then I'm going to talk to you about what we are doing in Africa and uh, kind of inspire you a little bit there, show you a little bit of a video here. But I want to take, I would like to have Michael Redman and Dolph Woodman, would you two join me on the stage today? Give it up for these guys today. This is Michael Redmond. He is one of the VPs of Convoy of Hope, and uh, it's a privilege to have you and your family in church. And uh, incredible man, and incredible friend to me, and blessed to have you in this church. And Dolphin and Jody Woodman um, raised their kids in this church a lot. They've been with us, I think, since about the third month we were a church. And uh, I just want to say, before we go any further, you and Jody have made a major, major impact on everything we have done as a church in missions. And I, as a pastor and as a friend, am eternally grateful to you guys and what you've given. And both of you are here because I know that both of you have a heart for missions. And uh, so I just want to ask a couple of questions. And uh, I know that you spend a lot of time on the missions field. This is what you guys do as a corporation. This is the dream. And Dolph, I know that you... And your family have done a lot of missions trips, and you have given a significant amount of money to missions. And so I want you to hear from two guys who I believe are experts in this field. And so, Michael, the first question is for you. Missions is this word that we throw around a lot in the church. But I don't think everybody really understands what missions is. I think the world has kind of got a little bit jumbled up. And so we've even talked about that today. And I know there's probably people still sitting here But if there's anybody who knows what missions is and knows the heartbeat behind it, that would be you. So can you just take a minute and explain to us today, what is missions? Yeah. Uh, Let's make sure it's on. Not on. I didn't turn it on. My bad. Push that red button on the bottom. Let's see if this is on. All right. Neither one are on. Are we on now? Now you're on. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, There we go. Missions, I I could talk for an hour on missions because you're right. I am. I'm in those situations uh, every week, um, 21 different countries that we're involved in, feeding 400,000 children a day. I mean, we're in the midst of it. But missions in the very simplest of terms is, is we're sending and we're empowering. Mm. And that's what it comes down to. We're sending people into environments that we couldn't get into. Yeah. And we're empowering them to, to speak in those environments uh, to a group of people that we couldn't. Um, you know, I just got back. I, I spent this week in Puerto Rico, and it's the first time I'd been there in 16 months because of COVID. So the first trip in to look at some, some of our programming, I met this lady, Norma, and she sat across from me in a, in, a, in a room, and she began to tell me what's happened just in the last 16 months in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, as you know, was hit by a, a, a powerful hurricane. Uh, followed up not even a year later with an earthquake, and now they went into this COVID. And wow. uh, it's really ravished the island. They depend on tourism for the bulk of their of their income. And so there really hasn't been any income for about 16 months. Um, and I, I sit there, and, and Norma was telling me this story. She said, unfortunately, the only value that a lot of these families have now are their girls. And she began to weep. As she told me, that um, there's an epidemic on the island now of of girls being used to raise income for their families, mm-hmm. and because of that, there's also an epidemic of these little girls committing suicide. And she wept and she wept. And she says, "I've been praying for God to help us." And um, so I prayed with her for a while, and then after we prayed, and I looked at her, I said, "You know what? That could be my granddaughter." Mm-hmm. That could be my daughter. God wants us to do something about that. I don't know what it is. I don't know what we could do. Mm-hmm. But missions is, is just going. Mm-hmm. And, and then the second part of mission is I, I look at her and I said, Norma, we, we got to do something. Yeah, we have to. Let, let's look at this thing. And, and, and she's just crying. She, she says, I don't know. And I said, um, Let's start something. Norma, you've got to do it because I don't understand the culture. I don't speak the language, but I'm going to empower you to do the work of the Lord. And uh, so we talked through some plans, and and she began to tell me, she said, the, the, the biggest... The biggest thing they can do on the island to raise money is either to sew or to cook. And I said, "Okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to start a sewing class and a cooking class for these children, these teenagers that are mm-hmm. they're in these in, in environments. And then, and their mothers can come in. We can teach them how to how to do this so they can earn some income yeah. to help support the family." And she just began to say, "You know, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus." And she's saying, "Thank you, Jesus." And I'm over here saying, "Okay, I'm going to empower. What I need to do, and and and, and it, the plans just became." very clear, and, you know, by this July, uh, just here <laughs> in a few months, we're, we're going to start this ministry, wow. reaching out to these girls, reaching out to these women, and not only are we going to teach them a trade, but we're going to present the gospel of Jesus Christ and let them know that Jesus Christ can restore them no matter what. Yeah, wow. They, they don't have to feel guilty and shameful and, and commit suicide, but, and then we're going to take short-term missions trips in, starting in July. Yeah. So at the end of the year, we're going to book as many as we can to get in there and not only help the church, but to hold revivals, to hold, mm. to hold sidewalk Sunday schools, VBS programs to mm. present Jesus Christ. So that's what missions is. It's yeah. just that simple.
0: It's, it's sending and it's empowering. I just want to tell you right now, in front of our whole church, those watching online, I've been for several years praying about multiple locations. And you know this. Right now, we're heavily, heavily involved in Zimbabwe. And in Zimbabwe, this is what they've done. They started taking prostitutes off the streets, mm-hmm. and they started teaching them how to sew and how to cook. And right. that's how these ladies are providing for wow. their families. They, yep. stopped, they stopped serving men, yes, and they started serving the kingdom of God and making stuff, and that's how they've got off the streets. So we want to help. But I just I want to tell you, I've been praying. You know this. I've talked to you, and like, I've been trying to figure out, where's the second place we're going to start serving? I want it to be Puerto Rico. Amen. With you guys. We can do it. All right. We so can together. Do it. So I'm just telling our church, if you want to go to Puerto Rico through Convoy of Hope with us, we're going to, we'll figure this out. And we want to be a part of this and we want to contribute. Amen. And we want to do something. We want to what did you say? Missions is going. Going and, and empowering. And empowering. We want to do that. All right. Amen. Thank All right? you. Dolph, you heard Michael talk about what missions is. Tell us how missions has impacted your family. Um you guys have taken multiple trips. You guys, I think, sponsor about 75 kids in Zimbabwe. No, I, I, I think about 20. You're skipping the first question. I'm skipping the first question? Well, I, you, ask, you want me to ask that question to you first? Yeah. All right, let's come back. We'll do that. All right, we're going to go in the, in the order that you want them. All right, all right. No,
2: that's the, that's the order you told me.
0: Is this one on? It's, it says on here, but is it muted? I don't have any clue how to work these mics. Check check.
2: And and that question was uh, so important. I wanted to write down
0: what I was going to say. So you want me? So I'm going to ask you the other question. Right? We're going to we're going to rewind. Let's rewind. (laughs) Why do you think that we as a church should be involved in missions? Why do you think the body of Christ should plug in and do missions work?
1: Well,
2: I believe that that has two answers, and uh, the missions, you know, are in two parts. Um, first is, we all know that Mark 16:15 is talking about the Great Commission. It Really, what it's doing is telling us to go to all the world and tell the world about what our Lord has done for us. You know, it's the good news, it's the gospel. And what what basically it says, it says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Yeah. Yeah. Talked about it earlier today. I believe it is very clear what my Lord is commanding me to do. Yeah. It should be mine, mine, and the church's number one priority. Yeah. I believe when we do make it our number one priority, our church and our lives God will bless. My Lord was not suggesting that I do this. It was a command. This is not an elective in God's universe of grace, university of grace. It is what, as a believer, must be, I must major in that. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's got to be what we do. And as a believer, or his sheep, join hands with other believers, the church, by giving my money and my time to spread God's covenant to all the world. That's the first part of what missions is. Part two, I'm going to read this, even though I know Chad was trying to skip the first question because we're running out of time, but... uh, Matthew 25:31 through 40 But when the son of God comes in his glory and all angels with him then he will sit upon his glorious throne All the nations will be gathered in his presence. He will separate the people as a shepherd. The sheep from the goats. We're the sheep. We're the ones that are saved. We're the ones that our spirit has been reborn. Not our soul, but our spirit has been reborn. And he will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me." That's how we should be recognized. That's, that's the second part of missions. What is that? Um, Here, my Lord, was giving, was, was giving how a believer will be known as a sheep. And basically, when it talks about all those things in there, it talks about clothing people, feeding people. I mean, if you want to see a missionary, Jimmy and Linda. I mean, from the time we got this building, that was on their hearts, and they've stuck with it. You know, and it's probably not been easy. You know, there's times they want to give up, There's times that Jimmy gets frustrated. Linda never does. But you know <laughs> yeah, but they that they're missionaries. They're missionaries in our church. Yeah. But he talks about all these, these items that we need to be recognized and that we need to be part of. <clears throat> what a the thing that i got out of that also that the lord talked to me about is it really all of that is just an act of mercy and mercy is something that as a believer we know everything about you know is isn't that what we as believers believe in mercy something for nothing that's what we got we got reborn for nothing isaiah 58 7 says share my food give shelter to the homeless Give clothing to the one who needs them. And here's really a good one that I didn't even know. And do not hide from your relatives who need you, need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn. And, yeah, I I didn't even know that was there. I've had to experience it many times as a believer uh, when I couldn't hide from my relatives. But, uh, you know, there it is in black and white for us. Um, like Chad was talking about one, one child matters, you yeah. know, what we're doing there is we're giving those kids an education, we're feeding them. But at the same time, every one of our children, I can see when they found God, I can see in their letters that now they now they know him yeah. personally. So in, in all those things that he asked us to do, that's just part of our mission is to feed people, go to prison. You know, invite somebody in our homes. Do you want me to talk about what it means? For I'll get our family back to you in a minute. Or, huh? I'll
0: come. You can come sit down here. I know you've always. I know you've always wanted that pulpit right there.
2: <laughs> I really have it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Michael, same same question to you, Dolph talk to us from Scripture there, why it's important for missions in the church. Why do you believe that missions uh, is important for a local church? You're a parachurch ministry um, that serves the kingdom of God, um, but why do you think it's important for a local church to be involved in missions? Yeah,
1: I, I think missions is, is very important for destiny um, because it changes. It changes you. You know, I, I you just have to look in Scripture, Matthew chapter 14, as Jesus feeding the 5,000 And it says that when Jesus landed on the shore, he looked at the crowd and just this great compassion came over Jesus as he looked at the crowd of people. Jesus looks at this. This generation, he looks at at the nations of the world and he has compassion. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he looked at his disciples, he said, you know, we got to feed these people. Yeah. And the disciples looked at him and said. How (laughs) are we going to do this thing? Yeah, look, there's there's. 5,000 people, 5,000 men plus their wives and all their children. We couldn't do this if we, if we saved over a year's worth of wages. And Jesus yeah. said, let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's just do it. And, and the first response of the disciples was this. Let's send them away. Let's send them away. Let them go to the nearby villages and mm. let them fend for themselves. Yeah. And that is often the response that we give. That's often the response of the church. It's yeah. just like, I can't. I can't meet the need. I don't want to see the need. Yeah. Or, or let's send them to, to take care of themselves. They can take care. And, and, and Jesus looked at the disciples. I'm paraphrasing now, but Jesus looked at the disciples and said, you know what? If we send them away now, they're going to depend on their own resources to meet their hunger and their need. Mm. They don't have it, mm. but you have it. Mm-hmm. And, and the disciples says, no, we don't. So what do you have? So they brought what they had, which was a little bit. Jesus blessed it. And then something miraculous happens. Mm, mm. We don't have to have all the answers or all the money. We just give what we have. Yeah. Just a little bit. And then Jesus blesses it. And then he uses it. For for his purpose mm. to meet the need. Mm. So, why is it important for destiny to be part of missions? Because Jesus is teaching us a lesson. He's changing us while we're becoming instruments to change the world. Yeah, that's good. And it's important for, for us to listen because Jesus has compassion. He wants us to have compassion. Yeah, yeah. And he wants us to learn that it's only by a miracle that we can do this thing. Wow. When you look at what what is happening all over the world and churches and ministries that are, that are dipping into all these countries. It's only a miracle that we're making a difference, but we're making a difference. Mm-hmm. We're seeing people come to Jesus Christ that, you know, 10 years ago would have never acknowledged Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it because of heartache, because of the suffering that's happened in the world. Jesus is bringing the gospel through you and me, through the churches. And, uh, he's taking, I just want to bless what you got. Yeah. But I don't, I don't want to end this without telling you the end of that story is just as powerful as the beginning of that story. Yeah. When Jesus looked at his disciples and said, "Now I want you to go through the crowd and I want you to pick up all the broken pieces." Yeah, broken pieces matter to Jesus. Yeah, it doesn't matter where they're at or how broken they are, they matter. Yeah. And Jesus wants to bless the broken pieces, yeah, he but he needs you and I to do it. And that's why it's important to Destiny Church. That's why it's important to yeah. us to be involved in the very essence of mission. The, 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 the gospel of Jesus Christ, the, the purpose of missions is just to get Christ in the middle of an environment
0: mm-hmm.
1: for change. Yeah. And that's what we do. Yeah.
0: And it's all on him. It's all on him. Change is all on him. All we can do is go. And I love that line there, what's in your hand? Yes. What's in your hand? Use what's in your hand. Dolph, why is missions important to your family?
2: Well, I think, um, I think each one in the room has a purpose in the kingdom. I think we're all created for a purpose. You know? That's why he talks about the different parts of our body, and compares them to the church, because we all have different gifts and, and callings. And when I was younger, a lot younger, I was about 17, I think, uh, I knew God was going to bless us. Didn't know how, didn't know why exactly. But I knew he was going to bless us. And um, he put on my heart, at that time, it was for my parents. My, my mom and dad had just went on a, a they just sold everything and, and left to, to serve the Lord. And I felt like I you know, was gonna be a part of that and, and help them do that, which I did. So I think it was, it was just part of my DNA. It's something that's so natural for us to do that uh, you know, there was some, a period of time in, in our lives that you know, we weren't serving the Lord. Um, and when we moved here, I was 28, and uh, you know, we, we made that repentance, we changed. We, we changed our direction. And ever since then, God has just opened up doors for us. We've been involved with some ministries over 20 years. I mean, I think with Kevin, it's almost 30 years. And, um, you know, and it's all about his covenant. You know, it's just getting behind somebody that yeah. is going to go and change, you know, Puerto Rico, Africa, Russia. We've been involved with Russia for years, Help build a, a you know training centers there and and just all kinds of stuff and it's so easy for us but that doesn't mean it's easy for everybody but it's also because we didn't we chose to do that you know we 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 made decisions that we weren't going to spend all of our money on ourselves Mm, that's good you know i mean we could have lived in a bigger house and drove more cars and had lots more toys and done a lot of things but we didn't wow you know we didn't because what does he tell us to do mm. you know and so that's that's what it's changed our our family i i think god you can never outgive god wow we have waves of blessings that we haven't even seen yet you know i t- i talked about that three year path that we went through where we had all these companies after us. You know, they wanted to take everything. That was Satan's plan. But, you know, God didn't let it happen. And now, I mean, don't tell him, but we'll never spend all the money because he'll keep asking me for it if he knows. I got big dreams. (laughs) It's just, but it's not us. I didn't even finish eighth grade. Mm. You know, it's not us. It's just you open your hands and he's going to put it in.
0: Wow. That's it. Wow. Open your hand. What's in your hand? It's yeah. in your hand. Open it. It's in your hand. Let it go. Let it go. What's in your hand? Give it away. Let it go. That's the call of missions. Amen. What's in your hand? Give it away. Amen. Don't spend it all on yourself.
1: No.
0: Don't spend it all on yourself. What's in your hand? Give it away. Mm-hmm. Destiny Church, what's in your hand? Give it away. That's the call of missions. That's the call of this church. That's the call of this house. That's the call for every believer. What's in your hand? Don't hoard it. Don't spend it all on yourself. Give it away. And so I, I want to thank you both of you guys so much for being here. Let's give it up for these two guys today. You can take those mics with you. That's fine. Wow. I want to close today by just, I want you to see some of the things. In 2011, I took my first trip to Africa. In less than 60 days, we're going to take our first trip there in about four years. We're taking 14 people. That's actually Tasha and Mckay are out of town today. Mckay got invited to preach at a church to help raise funds for Africa. He'll be making his first missions trip. John, you can go ahead. I want you to begin to see some of these pictures on the screen here. They're going to show behind me. This is the city of Halmine. This is where we do that. That's the church we built. We built that church right there in Halmine. We built it. In a minute, you're going to see a house. We built that house. We pay the pastor's salary. You're going to see pictures. of A lot of the kids, these are the kids we feed. This is, this is not anywhere else but where we serve. This is pictures of Halmine. And this is pictures of Doyana. This is where we go and serve as a church. We started there in 2011. We sponsor several hundred kids there as a church. You guys do. We feed them every single month. If we didn't feed them, many of them would need. The greatest thing I've heard concerning Africa is one of the things they told me is they said, since destiny showed up, we have not had one child die of malnutrition. Before destiny showed up, we had kids die every month of malnutrition. They don't do that anymore. We showed up. What's in your hand? Give it away. What's in your hand? Give it away. And you know, the goal of our church is there, there's nowhere in the Bible where it tells us how much we have to give to missions. There's not a percentage. The Bible does talk about tithing. It's 10% of our giving. Missions, I believe, is above that, is above our 10%. It's our gift, it's, it's our generous offering. But as a church, our goal is to get to 10% that we give as an income. What you guys give to us, our goal is to give 10% or beyond to missions and outreach every year. And I want to tell you with everything you guys give and everything we set aside as a church, we're getting real close to that 8 to 10 12% that we give every year to missions and outreach. We're doing that. We're making that happen. But there's no number that says this is how much we have to give. Just we have to give what's in our hand. What do we do? Well, we have we we serve that we built a church. We built the pastor a house. We pay Pastor Willie a salary. Every month, our church pays Pastor Willie a salary. Every month, our church gives above and beyond just as Zimbabwe. We give food away there. Um, we feed kids every single month. You guys sponsor kids there um, so many things. This is inside the building. That's pastor Willie up there on the stage. This is them during stay at home orders. This is Doyana. This is the village we're getting ready to start. We're actually starting to serve there, but this is a village that has no church. So has no building. So what they do is they meet under trees. They meet under trees. That's where they start having churches. They meet under trees. And, uh, so we're making that happen. So we have some things that are coming up there with missions that I want you guys to all be aware of. This past year, you guys saw one of the videos we did where we gave over $25,000 just as our church. We gave over $25,000 to feed kids and to give away Christmas stuff. It was one of the most generous things we've ever done as a church. My goal was to raise $5,000 and you guys just kept giving. Blew us away well, in our building there, in our building, in our church. So what's kind of our future plans for Zimbabwe? Well, one of my future plans, one of my future dreams is I would love to one day have somebody from this church living there. That's my goal. That's my dream. That one day somebody from Republic, Missouri, from Marshfield, somebody lives there on the ground and serves our church there. That's a big dream of mine. But in the meantime, this is, you can see, this is the, house, the white building over here in the corner. That's our house. The blue church is the church we built. This is a beautiful village. This is a working gold mine. And they, uh, they take that gold and the government takes it. These men work, the most, the most wealthy of these men make $400 a month. $400 a month, that's what they make. Over 90% unemployment here. Over 90% unemployment. But our church is making a difference. This is what one of the feedings looks like. This right here, I'll tell you, is the most moving experience you'll ever have in your life. When you give a kid something like that, and they look at you, and that's thank you. And they begin to eat that food that I probably would never eat. It's touching. And they tell you thank you. These are some of the most beautiful, genuine people I've ever met in my entire life. Just watching it moves my heart. I want you to know this feeding right here, this feeding is happening because you guys made this happen. They shot video. This is the family. You guys remember last year when we raised $25,000 because of a little girl eating bugs and her little brother, that's them. And they're presenting them with food. That's their house. That's where they live. But that's Pastor Dixon presenting them and telling them some friends from America bought them a bunch of groceries, and they take care. We take care of this family now. One of the things we did through our giving is we made we make all this possible. That feeding that you were just watching there a minute ago—that's funds from our church that are going to feed those kids. That wasn't a part of their regular scheduled thing. That was because we make that happen. This is all food we gave this family. You guys made this happen. We couldn't do this without you. Think about that. So what do we want to do, continue moving forward as we can, as you continue to watch that? What do we want to do as a church? Well, we have a couple of projects that we're working on there. The church we built is uh, costs quite a bit of money. One of the things that they didn't do when we built that church is add a classroom on. It's just one big room. So there's a classroom, they wanna add a classroom. That classroom is gonna cost $25,000. Just a classroom, why do they want a classroom? Because they need a place for the kids to meet. Because right now the kids meet outside, and if it's raining, the kids come inside with the adults. So they want a room that the kids can meet in that can be their kids' space, their youth room, their kids' Sunday school class whatever that might be, it's $25,000. I've went to three families in our church and we've raised about $18,000 with those three families. We have $7,000 left. I would love when I go to Africa in July, to say the classroom is paid for. But not only that, in Doyana, this is Doyana you're beginning to see here. This is Doyana again. You're seeing these pictures of Doyana. Well, one of the things, this is a, a, a this is a, this is they're living in mud huts there. I've not yet been there, but we want to build a church there. But they said, one of the first things we need to do is we've got to build, dig a well. They said they have no clean water there. So we want to dig a well there. I know we've been talking with Convoy of Hope about this, and this is something Convoy of Hope Zimbabwe is their newest nation that they are involved in. And so we've been talking with Convoy, but they told me a, a well would cost somewhere between ten dollars and $15,000 because one of the things they have to do is they have to fence the whole thing off because people come and steal stuff. So ten dollars to $15,000, I told them Destiny Church will make that happen this year. What's in our hand? We're going to give it away. And then I want to build them a church in Doyana. I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. I just know that I want us to do that. I want us to do that. I want us to give there. But this trip that we're going in July, we can give $7,000 to build a class and $10,000, seventeen dollars to $20,000 to build a class and dig a well. Between now and July, I'm going to ask us to do that. We could maybe do that today, but I'm going to ask us to do that. I don't know what God's speaking to your heart, but here's the deal. You say, all I got 10 bucks. My pocket here." I got eleven dollars. It's in your hand. There's the first eleven. You say, well, I got twenty. I got a hundred. I got a thousand. All this together, we can make this happen. So if our ushers want to come forward, we're gonna to give today. This is your regular tithe and offering, but if you want to give above and beyond, you wanna to give to missions, you can do that today. We're going to make a difference here at Destiny Church. We're going to give. They're doing this very same thing at Marshfield today. They're doing the same message, this same challenge at Marshfield today. What's in your hand. Give it away. We're going to make a difference in Zimbabwe today. You guys have always been so generous. Always been so generous here. So this is what we're doing in Africa right now. We're going to continue there. And our second nation, that we're going, our second place we're going to start helping us, we're going to start helping Puerto Rico. And we're going to send people to Puerto Rico this year. And we're going to make a difference there. Let's bless this. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to give. Thank you for changing our hearts and changing our lives. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Ushers, you can serve everyone today. And Greg, will you put this in there? on this let's make a difference. I believe when we go all in on missions and some of you can get in, I know a lot of you give online you can give online you can give on your way out. We're gonna make a difference today. We're gonna make a difference. Let's go all in on this. let's make this happen. all right I want to thank you guys in advance for your generosity and giving. I want us to be known as a church it's all about missions